What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys Podcast, episode 141. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same father, Lester Jones. What's up, everybody? Uh, no AJ this week. He uh, is on assignment in the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. What sort of fetish do you think he's going to come back with? Do you think he's like going to have a furry fetish, like he's messing around with like Pluto in costume? I don't know. He does a uh, he does this great thing where he switches his addictions like every <laughs> every few months. So who knows? That's true. He goes from like pot to gambling to he's yeah. He mixes it up. He mix. He does. He generally does one at a time though. He gets really focused on one addiction. <laughs> he's like, I really got to quit this. And then he just starts something else. When one becomes too much to handle, he's like, okay, <laughs> on to the next thing. Um, well, guys, we got an exciting movie review for you. We actually didn't know what we were going to do this week. And so just uh, off chance, we uh, um, went and saw the movie um, Sizu. I actually don't know how to pronounce this movie completely. Maybe one of our Finnish fans can can tell us. Um, I was actually unaware of this movie until we watched. Uh, I remember we watched John Wick. Yeah, and, and the trailer, and they had the trailer for this movie. Um, and we thought, oh, that looks uh, in- interesting to say the least. Yeah, the trailer has just like this uh, landmine flying through the air and hits this Nazi in the head and it explodes. And I was like, I could go for this. We could go for some Nazi I'm, I might sign up for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyone who hasn't like checked out our channel and watched some of our other reviews, what we like to do is first we give, you know, a good, you know, just overview, non-spoilery uh, review that almost every channel does. But then we like to take a deep dive and kind of go uh, in the finer, you know, scene by scene plot details and, and, and discuss in depth. Uh, but we will let know, people know, you know, when we switch over to, to spoilers. Uh, but before we get to spoilers, uh, let's just get a basic overview of the film. And actually, the film uh, is doing very well on Rotten Tomatoes, coming in at a 93% right now. Um, the official synopsis reads as thus. During the last desperate days of World War II, a solitary prospector, Jorma Tamila, crosses paths with Nazis on a scorched earth retreat in northern Finland. When the Nazis steal his gold, they quickly discover that they have just tangled with no ordinary miner. While there is no direct translation for the Finnish word Sisu, uh, this legendary ex-commando will embody what Sisu means, a white-knuckled form of courage and unimaginable determination in the face of overwhelming odds. And no matter what the Nazis throw at him, the one-man death squad will go to outrageous lengths to get his gold back, even if it means killing every last Nazi in his path. Uh, the film stars Jorma Tamila as Atami Korpi, uh, uh, Axel Henny as Bruno Heldorf, and Jack Doolin as Wolf. I mean, there's others, but I mean, these are all unknowns to American audiences. Right. I, we didn't know any of them, but what I did like was like um, the bad guy was like the bad guys were a company of Nazis. And it wasn't like uh, John Wick where it's just like hordes and hordes of people coming, coming, coming. It's a big group of people, but it's like. They all have like a face. Like it's not like, oh, here's fifty guys, here's a hundred guys, here's a thousand guys. It's like he's like methodically taking out this one big company. That's true. But what I will say, and we'll get into it when we get into spoilers, is like just like John Wick, there's multiple times when he should have died, and it was really up to the stupidity of his enemies that he didn't. <laughs> well, it, it's the same like suspension of disbelief. I, I, you just have to be. You just have to kind of roll with it. What what really um, like? There's a lot of ways this wouldn't work, but like the creativity of the uh, the action is what really sells it because it, it's just like it's a romp. It's fun. This felt very grindhousey to me. Yeah, yeah. With the kind of just over the top like gore and this is yeah. If you're not into it's not everywhere in the movie because there's like generic action and like deaths and stuff, but there are some like gore porn parts that are pretty, they're, they're a little tough. I will say action wise though, I thought it was maybe a bit of a disappointment just because, I guess because we saw this trailer in front of John Wick, I, I hoped the action would be a little slicker and more akin to John Wick. I like and this more. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into it, but like, yeah, I didn't think the action was, I, it, it was definitely serviceable and fun to watch, but uh, you know, I don't know if I would give it the highest marks in terms of action. Um, now, it's it's. I don't know how much I should say before we get into spoilers, but like, really, the lead actor, his role is almost all physical. There's not a lot of dialogue in the movie. 
Yeah, there were points where I was like, has he really said anything? And, and yeah, very limited. Um, but it works. It does work. Um, but yeah, I think his performance was good. I mean, I, I, all the actors were, I felt, serviceable. Um, you know, some of them aren't in the movie for a long time. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are just like generic Nazi number four, you know. Yeah, there's plenty of those. But yeah. Everyone who's like playing the main part, I thought was, yeah, I didn't have any issues. I will say this about the, I mean, and, and I think this actually plays to the movie's strength, is the plot is is very, very basic. You know, it's basically man finds gold, Nazis try to steal gold, man tries to kill everyone to keep his gold. <laughs> right. And yeah, you're, you're right. Basically, his character is just determination. That's pretty much his entire character. But um Generally, I don't go in for like all action flicks, but I do have like a kind of a soft spot for revenge and um, like suicide missions, and, and it it kind of fits all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, they do enough to get you to care about him. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I have to say before we get into spoilers. I guess we'll just say like if you're just going to the basic like recommendation of this movie, like um, you know. See it in theaters, maybe wait for streaming, don't see it at all. Like, what would be your recommendation? I think it's worth seeing in the theaters. It was fun. I, I mean, admittedly, I, if it's not your genre, you know, probably leave it alone. But if you like the kind of gory and just kind of mean and just uh, just a romp of craziness, I, I think it's it's good for that. Yeah, I definitely like the, the movie, but I guess I'm on the fence between watch it in theaters and, and wait for streaming. I, I Like, I don't know if the action for me is fantastical enough that I'm like, oh, you got to see it on the big screen. But I, I would say if you saw the preview of this movie and really like was like, this seems like something that's up my alley, I'd say go for it. Just watch it in theater. Yeah. Well, you like it, but like I'm, I don't really like like the, uh, the fights that are like 50 guys and they're super tightly choreographed. I'm just like, it just feels like a bunch of ballerinas and, and it kind of takes me out of it. But like I, I didn't really get that with this. It's so it comes at a lot of different angles, a lot of different situations. No, this was much simpler. Yeah, effective, yeah, yeah. but you know, a lot simpler than something like John Wick. Okay, well, with that being said, um, uh, should we get into spoilers? Well, let's knock it out. Spoilers, ahoy! The fun part. All right, get to my notes section here. And then he killed somebody. <laughs> and then he killed another person. And he killed another. <laughs> uh, so the movie opens on like a war map, and like I don't like I'm not a World War Two. Yeah, I was kind of grateful for just that little intro because like I didn't really know what was going on in that area. Like I didn't know the Nazis were in Finland. And, and even after they said, I didn't know if I I totally understood it. So it said something to this effect: during the end of World War Two, um, the Finnish have an armistice with Russia. But kind of their agreement, one of their agreement is they must drive the Nazis out who are right now occupying like North Finland. And like in their desperation, the Nazis have basically gone scorched earth. They're just like destroying. Everything. Yeah, they're they're on their way out, but they're burning like every bridge. They're burning down towns. They're just destroying everything on their way, on their way back out. Got to be dickheads about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll go, but we're, we're going to fuck some shit up. Uh, so we're introduced to a Tommy. He's a Finnish prospector. He's panning for gold. He's he's got his little dog beside him. Cute he, little. He's got like a labradoodle. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what kind of dog that was, but he does like kind of look doodly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he just has this simple life. Uh, we see him panning for gold, and then at night he's sitting around the campfire, and he's got his dog and his horse to keep him company. Uh, while he's at the fire, this fleet of planes fly overhead. I wasn't sure if those were Nazi planes or Finnish planes or what they were, but he, he got this whole fleet fl flying over him. Um, and then at also one point, he takes a little walk, and he can see, like, bombing and uh, guys shooting guns and stuff, like, yeah, just distance. over the horizon. So, like, we know he's close to the fighting. Um, we also see he kind of, like, plays with his wedding ring and so it doesn't tell right here but we kind of get the indication that oh he must have been married once and he lost right. his wife um so one day a tommy uh while he's he's digging a hole with his pickaxe he finds a large vein of gold and so he's like you know he struck it rich um so he breaks up the gold and he puts it in 
Um, I guess they're like saddlebags, right? That's yeah, he, what, puts, he, fills, he fills like two saddlebags full of gold. He's like an like enormous amount of gold. Right, it's a lot of gold. Like, he, like I don't know, like billionaire. <laughs> there, there are times, though, where I'm thinking like, he's packing the, like, it's okay for the horse pack it maybe, but like when he has to pack it, I'm like, this is like hundreds of pounds of gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, this movie does the, the chapter titles thing. So it's like chapter one, the gold. Chapter two, the Nazis. Chapter three, the minefield. I don't remember all of. I re- remember one towards the end that I'll get to that I, I like. But I thought it was just a cool stylistic thing to have the chapter t- titles, kind of like uh, in Kill Bill. Yeah, you, you see it once in a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he loads up the gold and uh, he's going to take it to like the nearest bank. <clears throat> now this is something that kind of kicks off the movie that I'm like, this isn't smart on his part. <clears throat> right. So he takes this horse down like a main road and he basically is passing right by some Nazis. Now to my thinking, like he should be smart enough to be like, I'm going to try to avoid the Nazis at all costs. Uh, I'll go yeah. off road. I'll, I'll be careful. If I see any, I'm going to go around them. But no, it's, he just, it's like Sage land or something. It's like wide open, pretty wide open spaces. Like he could go pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I feel like he could have saw these guys yeah. from a large way off and went around. I, I would have been far too paranoid to be on the road. Yeah. It's, uh, crazy that he would have t- taken this route, but he does. But he had to, to further the plot. <laughs> to further the plot, no <laughs> other reason. That's one criticism I have of this story. Um, so yeah, he pa- he passes his Nazis. Uh, it's revealed that the Nazis are holding some female prisoners in a covered truck. And it hints that one of the, like probably the second command had raped one of them. Right, yeah. Definitely sexual assault had occurred. Um now we're going to get demonetized because you used the R word. <laughs> oh, la. Uh, we passed five minutes, uh, whatever it is. We are, but I don't know. Apparently, YouTube really frowns on mm-hmm. it. We're not monetized anyway. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and we never will. Um, uh, the Nazis are led by Bruno. Uh, that's their, their captain. Uh, he, he rides on the tank uh, at the back of the, the convoy, which is made up of like some motorcycles and, and a couple trucks and that tank. Um, and his right-hand man is named Wolf. He's the one you just alluded to that sexually assaulted one of the women in the truck. Um, he, he takes aim. He's going to shoot a Tommy in the back. But Bruno stops him, and he's like, don't bother. He's he's riding to his death anyways. We, we don't need to. Uh, so a Tommy uh, rides past, um, and he passes a bunch of um, hanged men, like hanging from like street signs. Right, yeah, they're hanging everybody along the way. And so he comes upon another group of Nazis. Uh, now, these Nazis actually do stop him, and they immediately discover that he has the gold. So they're basically just going to you know, steal his gold, kill him, shoot him right in the back of the head. Um, Atami um, motions to his dog to go to away. Leave, right? And the Nazis actually like shoot at his dog. But they they miss him. So I was like, for a second there, I'm like, are they going to make this a John Wick <laughs> dog death story too? Um, uh, but the dog does get away, and this is where the action starts. Like he stabs one guy like right through the head. Right. The, he's got his back to a guy. The guy's uh, telling him to get on his knees so he can shoot him, and like he just flips around and yeah, like like a giant Bowie knife straight through his skull. No, like he he. He does take out all these guys, but like I was saying, like the action here, not as slick as John Wick, it, not as entertaining as John Wick in my opinion, but he does dispatch these guys. Um, at, but at one time, um, they do um, shoot at him. And so Bruno can hear that gunshot and he's like, oh. Right. We- there, there's more gunfire than they're expecting. There's some like uh, submachine gunfire. Yeah. If it was just one shot, he'd probably be like, oh, there you yeah. go. They killed him. They killed him. Yeah. But because there's a bunch of it, he's like, uh, we better go turn around and, and investigate this. Um, so Bruno comes upon the scene. He sees all the dead men. And then he see, he um, sees a gold nugget because one of those Nazis did take. Yeah. He took a nugget from one, his saddlebag. One nugget from, from the saddlebag. Um, so because of that, um, he begins, uh, Bruno uh, begins to pursue a Tommy with the tank. Uh, so here, like Bruno starts to get shot at with both tank shells and machine gun fire. Cause the wolf guy, <laughs> right. he, he gets on like, I don't know if it's a 50 cal or whatever it is, a big old machine gun. And he, you know, he's running on his, his horse. Now I would have thought like, 
So basically what happens is he rides right into a minefield and the horse just explodes. Uh, so if you have a problem with animal <laughs> simulation <laughs> death. I did, it wasn't a mine that killed it, though. It was, it was like a tank show, wasn't it? No, I think it was the mine. Oh, I thought they caught him with like one of those no, four, no, like they, 40 millimeter rounds or whatever they are. But you know, really, they were shooting at him so much. Some of those bullets, I would have think, would have hit the horse. But no, right. what eventually stops it, it does chip on a mine uh, he gets and it, phew, the mine just blows up the horse and of course blows a Tommy off of it. <clears throat> uh, so the Nazis roll up and like the gold gets scattered. So a Tommy is, you know, scrambling to pick up all the gold. Um, so Wolf goes to shoot him again. And once again, Bruno's like, no, because he's like, well, we'll just wait for him to pick up the gold. So we don't have to do that. <laughs> right. Basically <laughs> that extra little level. Of laziness. <laughs> yeah. Which will be their downfall. This story could end it so much sooner. <laughs> um, so a Tommy like knows that they're just going to sh- shoot him. So what he does is um, he picks up the last piece of gold, but then he also picks up just a regular rock. And so he throws it at one of the unexploded mines. And I think it actually maybe sets off a couple mines, but it, you know, it, it makes enough smoke to where he can kind of run. Right. There's a bunch of dust, so you don't really know what's going on. There's like this fog of war going on. But here's, you know how every John Wick movie has those moments where you're like, where you're like okay, one of those shots would have got him. Th- this here is one of those times. So they basically, he, he, he the Bruno like has the Nazis just like, shoot a bunch of gunfire and so while atami's running he gets out his um his pan uh for pan yeah, he's gold. got his gold pan like and he's shield. using that as a shield but there's so many bullets i'm like okay at least one of those would have made it through or he would have just been hitting the legs a million times like well he did get hit though it shows later it does yeah but i mean i i just couldn't buy that <laughs> yeah he died it right was here. definitely uh because so there was like a million shells hitting like directly on the pan and then like you're like well i guess nothing's really hitting his lower body <laughs> the thing is, is i like this survival story but like don't don't make it so unplausible and i think that's ultimately something i have a problem with when we get to the very end is i'm like god i don't think he survived it <laughs> but um um so atami kind of gets away but there's enough smoke that the nazis aren't really sure like i guess whether he's um Still there. Well, actually, no, he doesn't get away yet because I'm trying to... Yeah, he's still in there because the the Nazis decide to send somebody forward. Oh, yeah. And this is like you were talking about in the trailer. So he somehow like throws a mine, right? (laughs) Right. This mine comes out of this dust and stuff and just like pegs this guy straight on the head and he explodes. The thing is, like, I'm not familiar with mines and I'm sure there's different types and stuff. But would he have been able to actually throw one of these without setting it off himself? Yeah, they've got like a like a contact button. Like you have to push the button in. Um, but yeah, he basically hits this guy right in the head and explodes him. Um, and then they just they wait a minute and then like let's send two more. Yeah, so he sends two more guys and they just explode too. <laughs> and, and you get like his leg flying and stuff. <laughs> well, it was funny because the one guy explodes and then like the one guy pauses and like. He finally goes again, and he gets exploded, but then his leg flies through the air and hits another one. Right, and explodes that, too. So you get a... Yeah, I kind of laughed at that. Yeah, that part was definitely funny. Um, so now Bruno tells Wolf to go get two of the female prisoners, and basically what they're going to do is they they tie a rope around them so they don't can't easily you know just get away. And then like they're going to have them walk in front to act as like human mind detectors right, basically yeah. like oh they'll, they explode then we'll we'll know you know um uh luckily that doesn't happen um so bruno uh finds a tommy's dog tags and wolf like uh you know contacts their commander on a radio and so they find out that a tommy's not just any ordinary man he's this like legendary soldier uh who has like confirmed kills of like more than 300 Russian soldiers. I think they they mention here that he did have a family that was like killed. Yeah, I think oh, wife and daughter maybe. But yeah, so he, he's had loss and that's that's apparently why he gave up war, I think. Like he just decided to go be a prospector. But um but yeah, legendary like killed a shitload of Russians. So the Finnish they must have like warred with the Russians. Yeah, because in the beginning, he was talking about them coming to a truce or whatever. 
Um, they also said like part of his legend is he's believed to be immortal. Um, Bruno gets ordered by his commander to ignore Tommy and go to Norway. Um, but and I, I I actually like this aspect of the story. Uh, Bruno disobeys those orders because he knows the war is lost, and he knows that like once they get back to Germany or whatever, they're just going to end up getting hanged themselves. Yeah, so he has he has no interest in that, and he's got like this lead on this gold. So yeah, so he's like he knows like his only way out is to get a Tommy's gold, or that's his, at least his best way out. Um, a Tommy stops at a burned out truck. And we see that he is wounded. He did catch a bullet. Yeah, he he had a couple. I think he had one in the arm and one in the leg. And I think he does that trick where you put like some leaves in the wound to kind of like he rubbed. I think like some charcoal. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if he like this causes him to pass out or he's just tired. But he he, he rests at this truck for a while. Yeah, there's a number of times in the movie where he just like he falls asleep, like he's just like an old guy who's wore out. I will say they they do a good job. There's a couple of scenes in the movie where he like doesn't have his shirt on, and they do a good job of like showing like this guy's been through. It. He has he's terrible got all kinds wounds. of score, scars. Yeah, yeah, pretty nasty ones. Yeah, when he first like um, after he finds the gold or whatever, like he washes off in the creek, and you see all those like giant like knife wounds. And, yeah, and, like he his yeah he's messed up. Yeah, definitely. Um, when he wakes up. Um, the convoy has actually caught up to him. So he's like, oh, shit. Um, we also see that his dog is, like, nearby. His, um, not next to him, but, like, in the field, like, nearby. Right, yeah. So he apparently kind of kept, um, caught back up to him. Um, so he, he hides under this truck as the Nazis are coming by. Um, but, unfortunately, the Nazis now have dogs. Right, and he's, he's got a couple of German shepherds. Yeah, and he's like... He knows he can't hide from those sons of bitches. So what he does is, or he knows he's got to move. So one of their convoy trucks that are coming by, I think the one that has the women in it, he hides under that and he stabs a gas tank. Now, my thought was he was like doing that on purpose to try to mask his scent. That's what I was thought. Thought is, yeah. But then the problem was. Like he's covered in gasoline. Right. But the, the problem was then is the Nazis behind immediately noticed that that truck was leaking. Right. But what's he going to do? Drag behind it all day long? Yeah. I don't know. Because it did seem like the dogs were already catching on to his scent because they're starting to act up. Yeah. I wasn't sure like what his his plan <laughs> was. Um, but basically when that truck stops, he decides to make a run for it. Um, he gets ends up getting shot in the leg by Wolf. And then they sick the dogs on him. Now, I don't know if this was his best option, but it's what he decided. He's like, well, I'm covered in gas. I bet if I set myself on fire, that'll scare the dogs away. <laughs> that'll keep the dogs off long enough for me to like run down to this lake and jump in. Yeah, lucky for him, there was a lake nearby. So he goes and jumps in the lake. And, okay, so the Nazis are like, okay, this guy, he's still human. He's got to come up to breathe. So they wait for him to come up for air, which he does. And this confused me because he's seemingly shot right in the head by Wolf. Yeah, he's shot, and then there's blood in the water, and like, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what. Like, I don't know if we're to believe that he was just grazed. I'm like, because I, I swear he was shot right in the head, but I guess it just grazed him. But this here, okay, the Nazis are going to be really kind of stupid here in a minute. So the Nazis send a guy down, a diver, to retrieve the gold. And I really like this scene. I thought it was clever. So Atami comes up, he slits the guy's throat, and he breathes the air that's right. escaping that guy's, the guy's lungs. I, I really did like that. I thought that was very creative. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. But, okay, so there's, um, like, that guy had, I guess, dived from this little boat that they had rowed right, out Right, there's there. three, and, three Nazis on this boat, and he jumped in. So now there's two Nazis. So they see all this blood come up, which... You know, it should put in their head that, oh, he's not dead. He's still down there. But this is what I thought was kind of stupid, is they immediately send the second guy down. And I'm like, well, wait, wait. Now that we know he's alive down there, why don't we just wait for him to come up for air again and see if we can not maybe shoot him for good this time? Another thing is, like, the Nazis are jumping in with, like, full gear. I'm like, yeah. this, this seems like a terrible it's idea. Terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so the second Nazi jumps off the boat, and he's killed in the same exact way. So then the last Nazi's like, screw this. So he's trying to um, escape and take the boat to, like, the other shore. Um, and so he's shot by the Nazis for desertion. Right. But then a Tommy, he goes to the backside of that boat, 
and he quickly kind of gets that deserter guy's body and puts it on his back as a shield. Like Wolf sees this. He, Wolf goes to the tank and busts out that big machine gun again. Yeah. So like he has this guy's body on his back and he's like, you know, a million shells going into it, but it works well enough for him to get away. There's there's a couple times where he uses like human shields, meat shield. Right. Um, so after that, Atami's dog shows up and um, Bruno like pets him and is like, good boy. And we get the sense that Bruno is going to use his dog to track him down. Right, yeah. So now Atami, he comes upon this town that's been burnt to the ground by the Nazis. Right. And he seems really... Well, di- at this point, maybe point out that like he's on the other side of this river or whatever. Right. So he's got a little so bit he's, of So he's got a little bit of time, but he's on foot. Right. Now... Here's my question is, do you think originally like this town that's burnt is the town that had the bank he would have went to? I'm guessing it is. At some point, there's like a signpost that to two different towns. That's the one he goes to. He seemed very like kind of dejected at that moment. And I'm like, oh, maybe he thought that was like his destination. Yeah. And now he found out it was like burnt to a crisp. Um, He takes shelter in like a burned out gas station. Yeah. And... I think he seemingly kind of has flashbacks of his past. They have him like kind of there. And I remember there was like weird like noises and stuff that he's like hearing. And I I don't know if that was like, you know, his past or something. I wasn't exactly yeah, I sure. Um, but anyway, he, he's awakened. He hears his dog. So like he's he's happy to see his dog. But then he immediately notices like, there's like a lit stick of dynamite attached right. to his dog. So he grabs it and throws it. But it's still close enough that the blast like, you know, knocks him out. Um, when he comes to, he's got a rope around his neck. And that wolf guy is hanging him from a sign. You're right. Um, also, there is the, the tank driver and Bruno. And the tank driver like takes off his hat because like... As on some level, he has like respect for Atami, I guess. Right when they're hanging him, like paying respect to the dead or something, he takes and, his hat off. And so Bruno does the same, even though I get the sense that Bruno like really doesn't care about him. Right. But he 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 takes off his hat hat too, and he also I didn't. This is something I didn't really believe he'd do, but Bruno actually takes one of the gold nuggets and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> right. He, and he's just like, "You earned that" or something. Um, so once again, the Nazis, uh, you know, James Bond villain style leave and assume everything went to plan because he's like, well, he's pretty still up there. Well, they watched him hang for like a couple minutes and like, he wasn't like, that's true. And, and like, does he just have an inhumanly strong neck? Like, how did he survive this? I think he, he went into this with this game plan. Like, I'm just going to be really still until they leave. <laughs> uh, so once they leave, like at first, like there's this small nail hanging out of the sign he's on. So he tries to get it like leverage on his foot right. to take pressure off his neck, but he can't quite do it. So then there's also like this piece of rebar sticking right. out of it. And I don't know exactly how this works. He, he had like an opening, like an open wound in, I guess, like his side. Well, I think he had like a gunshot in like his calf and there's like a hole and like he st- sticks the rebar in the hole and like pushes himself up a little bit. Okay. I wasn't sure where that wound is because in a minute, like he's going to like crudely like staple his huge wound on like his guts. So I wasn't sure if that wound was like in his calf, in his side, where exactly it was. I think that one was in his leg. But he basically, yeah, stuck the rebar like... In that wound <laughs> right. in order to get enough leverage to take the pressure off his neck. But that wasn't enough for him to, like, escape. He was still hanging there with, like, his arms tied behind him. Yeah, and he basically seemingly, like, passes out again. Um, or or maybe he just goes to sleep or something for a while because he, like, can't get out of it. Anyway, eventually a Nazi plane flies overhead. And, like, this causes the sign uh, to move, which in turn starts to hang him again. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of like the bolts started coming out of the top, so it tipped a little bit, and like like he got jarred off off the rebar, and he's hanging, but the it's at an angle, so the rope is kind of sliding down. Right, right. Um, so this plane actually lands nearby because the pilot is looking for fuel, so he actually stops by that gas station. Um, a, so finally, like you were saying, like the rope does come off, and Tommy falls to the ground, but that attracts the attention of one of the men. So there's the pilot and like the other guy in the plane. And the other guy hears it. Um, so um, the dog starts barking. And so the pilot, like, he's not looking at him. He's, like, searching for fuel or whatever. But he tells the guy, yeah, just shoot that guy and shoot the stupid dog too, you know. 
Um, but a Tommy ends up getting the guy's gun. I don't remember what happens here. Does he like stab him in the toe or something? It seems like there's something with a knife first. Yeah, I think he like stabs the guy in the foot, causes him to lose his gun, and then he shoots the guy. Um, eventually, the pilot goes to investigate, and a Tommy hits him in the head with a brick. Um, that pilot eventually wakes up, and a Tommy like almost like he goes to shoot him, um, but then instead. He ends up tying him up because he wants to use that guy, right? The he, pilot. Re- he realizes there's a plane. And he's got a pilot, so, so now he's going to keep him alive. Yeah. Um, so while the guy's tied up, um, we get the scene where Tommy is like treating all all of his like grisly wounds. So like I remember like he's like pulling a piece of like a bullet or something out of his like knee, probably where Wolf shot he, him. He pulls out like multiple pieces of shrapnel and like he's yeah. throwing him in this hubcap or something. Um, he's cauterizing his wounds with matches. I remember. Yeah, he did that, but he also like And then he like made like crude like staples out of something and he like Well he took like a piece of metal and bent it in like a hook like he was gonna sew himself or staple himself or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that part was looked nasty. Like he made yeah, he yeah. made like these crude staples and then he's like like pinching like he's got this huge wound on his side and he's like pinching it yeah. closed, you know, and it's it they made they did a good job here. But then he like also bad. like pours gasoline on it. Yeah, which <laughs> presumably that, to kill any bacteria. I guess, but a part of me was like, I think that would make you sick. Can't be good for you. Like, I can't imagine getting getting like gasoline in an open wound would like be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna like light it up for a minute. I mean, he already lit his whole body and like, cauterized that that whole thing. Yeah, wouldn't he have like terrible? Bur- like, I know he wasn't on fire for a long time, but wouldn't he still have like some pretty terrible burns from that? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he, he was okay-ish. <laughs> um, so now we go back to the Nazi convoy. So they stop when they find the crashed plane in the road ahead of them. Uh, they discover the pilot's dead body, and Wolf notices that the rope that's around his neck is the, the same, his rope that they used to hang a Tommy. Yeah. So like they're like, man, he's still alive. So now uh, Bruno is worried. So he's like, we got to get this convoy moving again. So he goes back to the tank. Um, now we get a scene in the uh, female prisoner truck. Uh, one of the, like the lead female yeah. starts laughing. Right. And At this point, there's like, there, I think there's two like cargo trucks, one full of Nazis, one that's got like uh, six women and a couple guards. There's a motorbike with two guys. Well, yeah. So there's the, the lead truck you were talking about with all the Nazis. And then there's the truck with the female prisoners. Then there's the tank. And then there's a, a motorcycle with a sidecar. But it's like... It's bringing up the rear. Yeah, it's kind of a much a further, further back. back yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, that lady starts to laugh. And um, one of the Nazi guards is like, what's so funny? And she's like, I'll tell you what's so funny. And she kind of tells about Atami's, you know, legend. And the whole Sizu thing and the... Oh, there's this word. It doesn't translate. They want to hammer that home. Um, and it's about how he'll never get, give up. And she's like, I'm laughing because you guys are already dead. And basically right on cue, Atami kills those guards. And he arms the women because he, like, um, somewhere along the way, killed a bunch of Nazis and stole their guns. Yeah, he's got, like, uh, yeah, he, like you said, five or six so I'm guessing, like, he must have run into a troop, like, after he landed the plane or something. something I don't, I'm not. Yeah. We never find out where exactly he got those guns from. Um. So now Akami kills the driver of the uh, prison truck. <laughs> this I thought was funny, too. So, like, the guy's driving along, right? And, like, the knife comes through the roof, like, right, by his pickaxe. head. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. And then he's like, hmm? And then it comes through again. Now, if I was that driver, I would have at least been like, okay, I'm going down lower. Yeah. <laughs> but, get, but down, no, get down. He just inches. stays in his like little thing. And then, of course, it goes right through his his head. Um, so then that lead woman, she, she comes around and gets in uh, the truck. Now, do you think the guys in like the tank driver, he wouldn't have noticed any of this? Well, when he first gets in the truck, like he, the two guards are sitting in the back. And, um, I know at one time they like the women like puppet one of those guys to make right. it seem like he, he's he basically alive. comes in that direction and kills them. But yeah, the tank was behind them, so I would have thought the tank would have had a chance. But there's, I think, three guys in the tank, and I mean, you do have kind of like limited visibility in a tank, but I kind of thought they probably would have seen him, but I don't know. Yeah, I thought they would have, but they didn't. Anyway, um, she pulls up beside the lead truck that has all the Nazis in it. 
And then uh, this is where, like, the other women, like, take off the cover. They all have their guns. And they just machine gun these guys to death. I mean, they just slaughter them. Right. I was thinking that was going to be a pretty big fight because there's like, a dozen guys in the back of that truck. It was very one-sided. But, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was over before it started. But, yeah, <laughs> those girls mowed him down. So then the Tommy gets on top of the tank. And he starts getting trying to get into it by hitting it with his pickaxe. Did he actually think that was going to work? Well, the thing is, like, I don't know why they even bothered to open the hatch. I know. It was really stupid on their part. I'd be like, yeah, he let him swing away. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, maybe uh, Bruno was like, well, if Wolf dies, that's one less share of gold, you know. But I don't know. I, I got the sense that... Uh, I, he he liked Wolf enough that he wouldn't have wanted him to die, but I don't know. Um, so Bruno and Wolf, they have plans. To, uh, they, they talk a little bit. They have plans to meet a pilot and get away with the gold. But then after Atami gets on there, Bruno makes Wolf get out and fight Atami. And eventually they fall off the back of the, the tank. Um, so basically, um, Atami kind of you know beats up wolf with his pickaxe but then the two nazis on the motorcycle come up now this i hated i thought this was stupid because in my head i was like oh they're gonna go to kill him but right at the right moment like he'll be saved by the women or something like that right that's what i was thinking in my head but no these two nazis are just like oh we're scared of him we're gonna get out and and not even go away on the motorcycle we're gonna physically get out of the motorcycle and just run away like bitches I hated that because I was like, come on. And they had him dead to rights. The the, the the guy with the machine gun in the sidecar could have easily killed him here. Maybe he was out of ammo. Well, the other guy definitely wasn't. We know that. His his machine gun had bullets in it. I don't know. It, I don't know. I, I just thought it was stupid, especially... Oh, yeah. He uses that gun later. Yeah. And I thought it was especially stupid because of what happens next. Um so Wolf thinks Atami is going to kill him with the pickaxe, but instead he leaves. And I already knew, like, oh, yeah, the women are going to show up. And I thought kill him, which would have been more satisfying. Uh, but they do show up and they take Wolf prisoner. So, like, my thing is they were there. So why not do like I was talking about? Like, the motorcycle guys pull up. We think they're going to shoot Atami. Instead, they shoot them at the right at the mo- that moment. And then maybe Atami can go, you know, like, you know. Maybe not even say it, but hey, I, I got you a present or whatever, this wolf guy. And then he could, like, wouldn't that have been better? Did they ever show why the women left the truck? I mean, we get that scene where they eventually commandeer the tank. But that's a good question because, like, the truck would have been ahead of the tank. So at some point, they must have taken the truck, like, around back. We don't see them do that, but they had to have. Yeah, they come up from behind. Yeah. Or maybe they, yeah, maybe they pulled off the road and then got past and then walked up behind him. I don't know. Um, so now Bruno shows up. Uh, he gets to the pilot. He ends up uh, just assassinating the tank driver. And I, I wrote, presumably, so there's less gold to go around. Yeah. Yeah, like he was the last man standing. <laughs> he just shoots him. Um, so as the plane, uh, with Bruno and like the pilot is taking off, a Tommy does show up on the motorcycle and he just starts like spraying the windshield with uh, machine gun fire. Uh, but the, the plane is still taken off. So what does he do? He lifts up his pickaxe and he like sticks to the bottom of the plane by the pickaxe. Right. Uh, not, the, he, not the best planner, this guy, <laughs> but it, you know, he, he, he everything figures works it out, out along the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as the plane's going, we find out that the pilot was actually hit by at least one of those bullets. Right. At some point he says, like, it's bad. Yeah. Um, Bruno hears, like, something, and he's like, um, but at first that that guy's like, oh, it's just an old plane, you know. Right. But then he, like, starts really hearing banging, and he's like, shit. He he, he figures it out that a Tommy is on there with his pickaxe. Um, so he grabs a machine gun. And he goes to the the back, but Atami uh, he's upright already, and he's able to knock the gun out of his hands. Uh, they have a fight, but Bruno does end up getting the upper hand. And Bruno he takes they, they basically have those I don't know what you call them like parachute leashes. Yeah, there's like a, a lead with a, like a what do you call it like a lanyard. Yeah, that can hook to the par those things that you know parachuters use where they can just like jump out of the plane and that thing will like open the chute as they. Uh, go out so he wraps this thing around his hand and he he 
kind of brutally like beats a Tommy with it until he's he's like really bleeding. Um, I think they did set this up briefly. Like when he first got on the plane, he notices like there's this huge bomb. Oh, right, there's a bomb with like a lever you can use to yeah. drop it. Uh, so what uh, happens is um, a Tommy very quickly attaches like the lanyard part of the leash to the bomb, right. and then he drops the bomb out. So basically, it forces Bruno and the bomb to yeah, fall. Yeah, he gets out. sucked out. Um, so as uh, Bruno's falling, he like gives him the big fu, yeah. <laughs> and then he like blows up. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but now the plane starts to crash, of course, because the pilot's dead. Um, a Tommy scrambles around. He's looking for a parachute, but all the parachute boxes are empty. They're all gone. <sighs> so this is a part of the movie I, I didn't care for. So, like, he ends up, like, I guess wrapping himself up in, like, cargo restraints or something like that. Right. There's, like, rope and cable there. So he wraps himself up. So basically, like, it's supposed to hold him, I guess, when they upon impact. <laughs> how does that work though like how does this save him so basically the plane just violently crashes to the ground but i'm like he would be dead there's no way he survived this like and i don't know how those cargo cables like were supposed like were they supposed to act as a seat belt somehow i guess it's like a seat belt yeah i mean it's the best thing you could think of i did not like this part of the movie i was like um so then we get a scene where the finish... Uh, no arguments in John Wick where blind guy is sword fighting, though. <laughs> yeah, he's the best in the world. I Fucking mean, stupid. you definitely get parts in John Wick movies where you're like, yeah, John would be dead. But, I mean, they're not as bad as him like in a plane that just gets exploded on impact in the ground. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think there's anything quite that comparable in, in the John Wick movies. Well, he won a gunfight with a blind guy, so that seems realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we get a scene where the, the Finnish women drive uh, the Nazi tank back to their like government officials, I guess, uh, with the wolf guy tied around the barrel. Now, this is another thing I hated because, like like you were saying, early on in the movie, we've seen that that guy like, sexually assaulted them. I'm like, we couldn't get the joy of seeing them, like, riddle that guy with bullets. Well, yeah. It was so unsatisfying. Like, I didn't, I, I, don't, I don't feel like his chances were too good. <laughs> I feel like something was coming, other than just being, like, hogtied to a cannon. Oh, one, one thing I forgot to say is, um, with the chapter title things, like, the chapter, like, before, like, the, they, like, you know, massacred all the Nazi guys was Kill Em All, uh, which yeah. I enjoyed. Um, so now we get a scene uh, where, like, a Tommy, like, apparently the plane uh, crashed in this mud pit. Maybe that's what saved him, because <laughs> he's like climbs out of this mud pit. He's just like covered head to toe in mud. Uh, so then we get a wrap up scene where he shows up to a bank. Um, he he apparently went all the way back for the uh, Nazi motorcycle with the sidecar, and, and he the dog. he found his dog again. Is <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing this must have been like a week later <laughs> or so daily's days later. Um, so he walks to the counter. Of course, like all the people in the bank are like, whoa, my word. Um, and he dumps the saddlebags full of gold on the counter. And then I honestly, I think, I don't think he said a word until. Till the end. Till the end. And I don't know exactly. He said something to the effect of like, I'd like to be paid in big bills. At least they'll be easier to carry. Right. Um, and that's that's his line of the movie, and <laughs> then the and then credits. Uh, so I, I I'm, I've been kind of like shitting on the movie. I, I I did like this movie. Let's be clear. But I did I did find it a little unsatisfying. I, I almost think I would have been more satisfied if like somehow like maybe he did die, but he ended up giving the gold to the women. Like I think there's a. But then it's uh, Sisu. He didn't <laughs> he didn't survive. He's got to survive. Well, he still had the courageousness. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just didn't work out. <laughs> he still uh, overcame a lot of odds and all that stuff. <laughs> also, like, he doesn't seem like a guy that needs a lot of money. Like, right. I don't know if I could picture, like, he gets all that money. What's Is he going to go live in a mansion somewhere? I don't really maybe. see it with him, but maybe. He's moving to America. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, like... At the very least, I would have liked to have seen that wolf guy executed. I Really, I would have liked to have seen the women get to do more, maybe, than what they got to do. 
Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, maybe... You don't fit in so much. I know. Maybe if at the midpoint of the movie, like, they broke away with him and then they, like, plotted something. I don't know. Maybe that would have been more far-fetched, really, but... But I don't know. Him, him surviving the plane crash, I, I, I almost wish they didn't put him in that exact position. Like, I would have maybe liked it more if, like... You know, he tried to get control of the plane. He couldn't quite, but at least, like, there was still a spectacular crash, but something maybe you would like, okay, maybe he survived it. Well, but it just, I, like, nosediving and exploding. You would have thought that would have been what he tried, but it was like, um, <laughs> well, the pilot died, but also the engines exploded. <laughs> it's yeah. like, the engines should have been okay. That's true. Like, what happened to the engines? Yeah. <laughs> it was an old plane <laughs> about to die anytime. <laughs> Like, really, he could have just... F- yeah. Well, he, I guess he did shoot up the plane. But most of those went into that, the windshield. Yeah, that could have been it. They could have taken damage. Maybe a ricochet. Maybe they'd been losing gas that whole time. Also, like, he stabbed the gas tank on the... On one of the cargo trucks. I think the truck that had the women in it. And, like, are we just to assume they repaired that somewhere along the way? Uh, Switch trucks, I don't know. Yeah. I, and, like, in the beginning, I'm not sure how many trucks they had. Like, if... It went down in number at all at any point. <laughs> so, yeah, I like this movie. I would totally recommend it. But I, I do think it was a little far-fetched. And I think maybe the, there's things they could have done towards the end that would have made it stronger, in my opinion. Uh, but overall, if we're scoring this movie on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm still going to give it a solid 7. What about you? I don't know. I'm up there. I really liked it. Even though, yeah, you have to suspend disbelief. Um, I give it like a 9. I had a lot of oh, fun. Oh, Wow. I, I'm like, I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed a movie in a while. I was, like, when we came out of the theater, you were like, well, it was certainly better than John Wick. And that surprised me because oh, I was yeah, like. I thought, I thought it was better. Than I was John like, Wick. I like this movie, but I'm like, yeah, no way it's better than John Wick in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I was, Yeah, I don't know. Just taste, I guess. But, you know, I hope, I hope uh, more movies in this vein get made, you know, um, like. I don't know, like what you would call this, like action movie that's set in uh, a setting you maybe wouldn't expect, and um, I don't know, just had style to it. Yeah, like it had I, a lot going for it. Like I said, it, it kind of has that grindhousey style to it. Yeah, it's in a setting like who's ever like you know the Finnish, Finland in World War Two, just some random setting you wouldn't necessarily expect, you know. Um, yeah, definitely some kind of like exploitation movie. I don't know if there's a name for that one, but I wonder if Quentin Tarantino likes this movie. Is what I'm wondering. It seems like something that would kind of be up his alley. Maybe he 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 does like pick things apart that are like um you know that are kind of like just wrong. So there's just probably a couple of those itches in there for him. I would imagine. <laughs> but. Yeah, like I said, there, there's a couple things in this movie that I'm like. Uh, uh, Maybe could have been better. But overall, I think it's still an enjoyable time. So we recommend Sizu or Sizu. Yeah. Or Just a lot of, there's a lot of creativity. Like action movies, a lot of times I'll, I'll fall out. Like I'll actually fall asleep or just be way out of it. But you kept me in there. And also it's it's a tight like 90 minute movie. So you don't really have time to get bored or anything. And also while there's action, I don't know why, but like, um, like especially like the Michael Bay where just it's like explosions all the time. Those ones are much worse for me. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, there's a line somewhere. There's a couple I like, but a lot of them I'm I'm tuned out. Well, also the problem with Michael Bay movies is they're all style and no substance, like yeah. no substance what's for whatsoever. So like it is just action overload. It the thing is, there's nothing wrong with having a lot of action, but if you're gonna have a lot of action, you have to take the time to get. You invested in the character, so you actually care about the outcome. It's very tricky. Otherwise, it's just visual noise. That's what I thought about when I watched the first Aquaman movie, is you get to the end, like, fight, and there's all these things going on, but you just don't care. Because you're like, I've had this whole movie, I still don't care about Aquaman, I don't care about, you know, Mira, I don't care about who he's fighting, and I'm just like, just end it, just let the good guys win, let me go home. (laughs) Because it's, I'm just like kind of bored by it, you know. Where, where otherwise it's like maybe if they made me care about the characters, like I would have been in bed. Because it's like you could see like that last you know segment of Aquaman. They, like they put money into it. There's a lot, you know a lot of action going on, and it's like I can see like a lot of people spend a lot of money and a yeah. lot of time making this. But I'm like ah, I just I'm sorry I'm getting bored. 
Yeah, it's weird. You, you can get a lot more with a lot less. Yeah. I think sometimes that, that saying that less is more, yeah. it's definitely true. In some I mean, if you look at Indiana Jones, how, how great that is, and there's definitely action and a fair amount of it, but it's not, it's not like that. It's, you don't tune out. You like the characters. You like the story. And you get calm moments in between the action with good dialogue and good character development. Right. And comic relief. And comic relief, yeah. yeah. Th- this movie, you know, it had comedy, moments of levity in just the overtopness of the action at points. Yeah. Like the guys are getting exploded by the mines and right, stuff like yeah. that. I got to say, as far as like uh, kills in this movie, him, him, the underwater kill and him like breathing the air out of the guy's lungs, that's, the I think, my favorite. I thought it was just... I, I, I like the creativity. It was creative. Even at the same time, I was like, there's no way. I hadn't but, uh, seen that before. Yeah, I don't, I've never seen that. I don't <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know if you could actually do that. It'd be hard because you're going to get all water with these bubbles and stuff. And, and, it, and it's like secondhand, so it's mostly CO2. <laughs> That's true. Like, how much oxygen would have actually been in Betty his lungs? Enough, I guess. We need uh, Mythbusters yeah. on this one. <laughs> you get those movies where, like... Like in Peter Pan, where the mermaids gave him like air kisses or whatever. <laughs> what? Well, like he gets like he gets uh, underwater. Oh! And they they breathe air into his mouth. <laughs> it's yeah. magic. It's magical. It's like let's shoot this scene again. But anyway, yeah, thumbs up to Sizu. Um, take a chance on it. Um, it's a smaller movie. I assume it won't be a, a blockbuster by any means, but. Yeah, definitely take a chance on it so they'll make more things in this vein. Um, all right, you got anything to add? I'm good. All right, well, guys, we, we thank you very much. Um, um, if things go to plan, we might uh, be doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 next week. Um, Zach and Ajay. <laughs> You'll watch Guardians. I'll watch. Oh, I, but I, you're too good to tell the folks about it? I might be too good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, uh, we thank you guys very much. Uh, please, if you will, subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the podcast in audio form on your podcast service of choice. Uh, give us thumbs up, comments, all that good stuff. And you can even come over to Twitter and uh, and bother us on Twitter. Uh, where can the people find you? At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Yeah, have a good one. <laughs>